You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Don't be stubborn. No Here doubt. pressure, and Wilson recognized it. Streak straight up the middle, still spinning, dives for the end zone, touchdown. What a great run. His third rushing touchdown of the game. And that one took some skill. We are watching one of the best college football players in the country. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Let's talk some NFL draft props. Bring in Will Brinson in a moment. Horvat, that was uh, that was a weird moment I just had during the break. I went upstairs, uh, talked to the wife for a minute, see what's going on. Usually, just bother her when she's on calls. And there's an interior decorator in the house. I have no idea what they are planning up there. No control. You lose control. You understand this. But in your money, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> My money. My money. Like, she doesn't contribute. Like, she doesn't make more money than me. Uh, Joe Strasky, Ryan Horvat. This is BetQL Daily. Let's bring in Will Brinson at Will Brinson on Twitter. Senior NFL writer for CBSSports.com. Co-host of the Pick 6 podcast. Here's a beautiful thing, Will. Ross is not here, so we don't have to deal with 15 questions that nobody cares about uh, with your NC State football team. <laughs> I know, man. It's like, like, I love Ross, but he definitely said, before we get into the football in this very short segment of which we're taking up your time, allow me to ask you about it's like it's yeah. it's, I'll, I'll answer any stupid question because I ask stupid questions all the time. Okay, so we hear this a lot just over a week out uh, from the NFL draft. The draft starts at three or it starts at four. But the value is completely gone. All, all the value in a lot of these prop bets is completely gone. But we don't really know what's going to happen once we get to three or four. It's going to be wild to watch. Are these conflicting statements? Uh, that it's going to be no. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it's conflicting. Like people are saying that the value is gone, but they also don't know what's going to happen in the draft. Well, is the value really gone if uh, we don't really know what's going to happen? It may be gone with Fields at three, but it doesn't mean it's gone everywhere. Yeah, no, no, no. There's still plenty of value out there, and I think a lot of prop bets. I mean, depending on where you bet. I mean, I look. I'm, I mean, I you know I have a local here, and so you know it's it's one of those things where I'm I'm expecting some more stuff to pop up next week. I mean, we've seen this draft in particular is going to be crazy, just because I think there's I think there's twelve. I mean, like if you're betting at like Circus Sports or you know one of these other sites that you know whoever sponsors you guys, but you know it's like wherever you're yeah. you know wherever you're betting. Like, there's going to be a ton of these props. I mean, we're seeing an unprecedented, Joe, number of props in terms of the players that are out there that you can wager on. And I, I, like, you, people have to understand that when these sportsbooks put these props up, 
they don't, they don't have some insider information that they're running off of most of the time. And no offense to right. sportsbooks, they're, they're reacting to the news and the rumors and mock drafts and, and stuff that people say on television. And, and they're trying to, they're garnering as much information as they can. So you can really pick up an advantage by staying ahead of the, like get the information and move on the lines ahead of time. Like I've got, you know, I got Mac Jones over three and a half plus 200. I've got Justin Fields uh, plus 275 to be the third pick and Trey Lance three to one to be the third pick. So, you know, as long as Mac Jones is in the third pick, if Mac Jones is the third pick, I'm, I'm booking a flight to Puerto Rico. But you know, <laughs> if, 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 if any of the, if, you know, if, if I get Fields or Lance at three, it's going to be a profitable draft for me uh, just based on the leverage that I put in there. And it was primarily because I was ahead of the curve on, you know, sort of you, you hear and see stuff and, and read stuff uh, you know, about, about smoke screens and fields. And now he's the favorite, but Mac Jones has moved back because, you know, Bruce Stallman writes a, a thing for the athletic. I mean, it's, there's still going to be a ton of movement. We're more than a week out and there's still going to be a ton of, a ton of value out there, particularly once you get outside the, the top 10 or so picks. Agree. And, and a lot of the movement that we're seeing, like you mentioned is on mock drafts and, you have a great mock if you get 10 out of 32. Like, it's an amazing year. So there, there's value to be had out there. Okay, we, we teased it on Twitter a little bit about the number of bets that you had. And I threw out there, is it over 20 and a half? Um, how far over? Eight days away are we at that 20 and a half number? Was that a bad line? Uh, no, no, it was, a, it was a good line in the sense that it, it captures the spirit of, of, of where I'm sitting. Uh, you know, technically I think the under will win. Huh? Let me get my list. I'll tell you what, the one I just added, and I, I don't know if my local has changed it or not yet, but it, man, I gotta tell you this, uh, J- uh, Jamin Davis, the, the Kentucky linebacker, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Um, yeah. On my local, so like I looked at William Hill and FanDuel, FanDuel didn't have one, DraftKings, uh, DraftKings and William Hill both had him 10 to 1 to be the first linebacker taken. And I looked at my local, he's 65 to 1. So uh, that is the latest prop that I have added, which I think is crazy value. Yeah. And if you look at like where I think there's a good chance he can go as high as 19 to Washington, I think you go 15 to New England. Obviously, they could trade down and try and grab him. I don't think it's even crazy that he goes a little bit higher than that. He's shooting up boards, and it's a late rising thing where the media is even catching on later than normal. I mean, this is the sort of stuff that comes out after the combine, you know, throughout the pro day process when there's a normal off season, there just isn't a normal off season. There's a bigger delay. So when you see somebody shooting up a board, um, you know, as, as a result of like, you know, media talking to people and, and, and all of that stuff, what it, what it means is it's not like it's a, it's not a false flag. I don't think this off season, I think it's, I think it really is just a bigger delay than normal on, on the information getting out there. So I got that one. And that one, I think is worth a stab. If you, if you can find it, um, you know, obviously 65 to one range is a, is a good pull. Uh, as far as the rest of them, I've got Jamar chase under six and a half, uh, Jalen Waddle under 11 and a half for a couple of units, Kyle Pitts under five and a half, Rashawn Slater under 10 and a half, JC Horn under 13 and a half, I mentioned Mac over three and a half, Justin Fields, third pick, Trey Lance, third pick at around three to one each over four and a half wide receivers. I got at minus minus one sixty. Um, ETN first running back plus one fifty, and over five and a half quarterbacks in the first round at four to one. So that's not 20 and a half, but I got a lot of action on that first round. <laughs> and, and bets will be added. Oh yeah. I mean, if I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to have to get credit at it first before I can add any more bets. <laughs> I got a golf tournament to bet on this weekend, too. <laughs> Who do you think the first defensive player drafted is? 
I mean, it's probably Patrick Sertan just because I, I think I, I would say that, you know, the majority of teams are going to have him on the top of their board. But if I was betting on it, I would take JC Horn at eight to one. Um, you know, my, I think there's some reds. There's a, this edge class is a disaster. It, you, there's like, I think it's uh, the guys, the two guys from Miami, um, Jalen and then, and Rousseau, I think they could fall down further, further than you think. I mean, the, the Jalen, the, the, the first one, he, dude, he took a, he retired from college football for a year because of concussion. Who is taking him in the first round? Somebody, nobody is yeah. talking about that. I mean, that's crazy. You're going to take a guy who retired for a year from college football. I'm not questioning his, his, you know, love of the game or anything, but like if he gets two concussions in his rookie season, how is he going to continue playing for you? And you just spend a first round pick on him. And the Rousseau, you know, Drew Rosenhaus is having to come out and tweet that, oh, I don't know, everybody's taking it in the first. That's a giant red flag right there. Um, Micah Parsons, somebody, you know, you just hear he might tumble a little bit just for uh, various reasons. And so I think you've got to look at the cornerbacks. There's no defensive linemen that are particularly good to, to take. And if I'm doing va- – if I want value on it, I don't know that Sertan and even money is necessarily a, a great pick. I think you could probably put some on horn and then maybe hedge your horn bet with um, – you know, with the Sertan bet, if you wanted to make sure you don't lose anything, I, I think Horn is the play though at eight to one or or thereabouts, just because there will be teams that have him above Sertan on their draft boards, and all it takes is one. I mean, same thing with Slater and and Panay Sewell in terms of the first offensive line. Do you like the depth in this draft as far as pass rushers? Because obviously, you know, everybody has the need for pass rushers. Who's your favorite in this draft? And and do you see good value though with pass rushers in this draft? Because we hear a lot about obviously the quarterbacks, the receivers, but I'm not hearing a whole lot. There's no, this is not a great pass rush draft at all. I mean, it's just, I mean, that's just sort of the reality of it. Like, it's just, I mean, it's like, I, I, you know, it's, um, it, it's, it's just, just not a good pass rush draft. When you start to look at guys, the guys who are out there, there's, I mean, you know, maybe you can point to like Zayvon Collins, the linebacker of the Tulsa as being able to, to do some damage off the edge. It's Jalen Phillips, by the way, is the Miami guy. Sorry. Um, again, he, you know, he, he missed a year of college football. That is a, that is a big red flag. Uh, in my opinion, Aziz Ojolari is a guy who's very, you know, raw, but really, you know, really talented. Um, you, you're taking him and drafting him with some upside, probably he's a three, four outside linebacker. I, you know, the, the depth is okay, I guess, but you know, the reality is there's just no elite pass rusher. And I wouldn't be that surprised if the first edge guy, you know, came off the board in the twenties. I mean, that's, that's, which is crazy in the modern NFL. All right. Uh, with Will Brinson, this is BetQL Daily. Follow Will on Twitter, at Will Brinson. Check out his work, cbssports.com. Are you jumping into the market of uh, position of the team's first pick? Like some of these things have been moving like crazy. I know some people got uh, Patriots to take a quarterback first at 10 to 1, and, and that is now one of the one of the favorites there. Are you, are you diving into that? Uh, I don't have that on my site. I've looked at it a little bit. I think the the Bengals – we're sort of walking through, you know, I, so if you give me some odds on a team that you're interested in talking about, I can, I can probably do it. I, I just don't have it in front of me. But the, sure. the Bengals, I think, were plus money for an offensive lineman and plus money for a wide receiver, which, you know, you could get banged there if Atlanta, go, if Atlanta trades out or Atlanta takes Trey Lance, which, you know, I, I mean, everything you hear is that they're, you know, they're going to – I mean, Kyle Pitts feels like the pick at four – but they could certainly get an offer to, and decide to move down or, or just say, hey, you know what, we do think Trey Lance is the guy, but he needs two years, and that fits Matt Ryan's time frame perfectly. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think th- like that's, those are the two scenarios where 
then the, the Bengals take Kyle Pitts at five and you, and you get hosed on that. But plus money at offensive lineman and plus money at wide receiver feels like a, a free roll. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've said that in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. And it's a uh, plus 120 on offensive lineman, plus 120 on receiver for Cincinnati. Maybe we can help people with that market in this way. Uh, are, are there any GMs that after uh, following to how they run drafts over the years that you've, it, you're dead set? Okay, they're going to go on biggest need, or they're just going to, or maybe this. This specific general manager is just going to go best player available. So maybe you don't want to to bet into this with with this specific team. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the one of the teams that I think the Panthers and the and the Giants are sort of interesting. And you know, I mean, when you when you think about the Panthers, and I'm trying to I'm trying to get their the odds on their the, the problem is you got to draft. So they're minus two. I think I think the Panthers present an interesting option here potentially. I'm looking at William Hill. You can get defense is plus two thirty for Carolina, their first pick of the draft. I mm-hmm. I would tell you that people are sleeping on the Panthers possibly taking a cornerback at eight. Now I I, I agree with the generic general logic that Carolina is going to take either Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater. That it makes a ton of sense. They just traded for Sam Darnold. They know they have to give him some protection up front. They don't have that right now. Greg Little is ain't it. You know, he might not even be on the roster come the beginning of the season. So if they have a chance to grab a, a, a player they believe is an elite left tackle, I think they'll probably do it. But at plus 230, it wouldn't be crazy at all if they took Sertan or Horn at, at eight because cornerback is a major need uh, for Carolina. And you could, you could, in fact, if you wanted to even, you know, do it, take it differently, this is actually the direction I'd go. They're plus 130 for offensive linemen, plus 375 at William Hill for uh for a cornerback so i think the yep. cornerback there is worth potentially a little dabble and if i'm looking at the giants here plus 250 for a wide receiver plus 280 for an offensive lineman you know i mean i think that dave gettleman i i, I think either one of those maybe you could uh, you know maybe you could figure out a way to do the math on the on the on the hedging there to make sure you don't you know you can guarantee a profit if he takes one of those i think i'm like six of ten on, on correctly selecting not just like the position, but the player that Dave Gettleman takes. I'm uh-huh. telling you, man, I really think he's going wide receiver because we, we, I think there's a good chance that Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith are both there. And that, that's the key. Both of them have to be there. I, I do believe he wants an offensive lineman who can help Daniel Jones. And I think that's probably their biggest need. But when you think about where Dave Gettleman's at, they have to win this year for him to save his job. If they stink this year, and if Daniel Jones is bad this year, then he's not going to keep his job. And he signed Nate Solder, who they can kick over to the right side. I know he's not good, but he's a body, and they're going to play him there. I don't think they want to draft a developmental offensive lineman. Andrew Thomas looked pretty sharp on the left side um, last year, acclimated well towards the end of the season. And so, in my mind, this Dave Gettleman like, just feels like either going to add Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith, assuming they're there. So okay. I think two plus 250 is pretty nice for the Giants to draft a wide receiver. Devontae Smith plus 250, Jalen Waddle plus 600 you can find right now. And uh, yeah, Gettleman, a lot of times you can kind of predict what he's going to be able to do. Uh, well, we've got a minute left. It, do you have a favorite win total as those have been popping over the last week? Yeah, oh God. You know what, Joe? You don't really bother me. You know what really grinds my gears is that what? I have to completely rethink win totals now that this is a 17-game season. Uh, it is I, it's so annoying. Players. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, somebody was like, the Ravens win total is 11. I was like, that's absurd. It's clearly an, I was like, oh, wait, no, they can go 11 and six. And that's, yeah, 
<laughs> or right or is that right 11 is i can't even do the math it's, like, <laughs> it's annoying i know yeah, so, I mean, like i i would say that the i'm a little surprised the steelers win total is a nine at an over i'm looking again at williamville is plus one or five that feels a little low mike thomas never gone 500 or lower you know in his career and it's, it's like you really think yeah. he's he's not going to do that arizona uh, over uh eight minus 140 i really like and so, I mean, I, you know, I'm, the okay. is tough, but I, I'll be looking that way. There you go. Will Brinson, good stuff there. As always, at Will Brinson on Twitter. Find his work, cbssports.com. I'm going to have to go back to the pod, make sure I get all of Will's picks there. He's been all over it. Jeff Feinberg to talk about the Zurich Classic next on the BetQL Audio Network. From the court to the ice, we're going to help you put money in your wallet. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network.